the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And criticize the media. During the rally, he brought White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders on stage, who received a standing ovation. She said she was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner last year and didn't receive the best welcome. Later, to the delight of the crowd, the president took a shot at CNN and their low ratings. Greg Clugston with the president in Green Bay. Former Indiana Senator Richard Lugar has passed away. He was a Republican foreign policy sage known for leading efforts to get former Soviet states to give up their nukes. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting Radio Stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC. From time to time, Salem TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. And you can embark on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel with the Stand with Israel Tour. It's going on December 2nd through 11th. You get to explore the Galilee region, Jerusalem, and Tel Aviv, all while receiving expert insights on the land and historic sites. From Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, register for that today at am1280thepatriot.com. Good Sunday afternoon to you, Patriot listeners. High of 53, low of 40, slight chance of rain throughout the day. The Brad Carlson Show of the Northern Alliance Radio Network gets started right about now. Expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go, go flight. flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hey, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow with any comments or questions regarding today's show content as always. Oh, we appreciate you tuning in. A lot to get to on the broadcast today. Uh, You know, as it happens, I typically have a good idea by about Thursday what I'm going to talk about on the show for for both hours, you know, which comprises eight different segments. But sometimes, you know, news will happen over the weekend, which kind of forces us to, uh, you know, uh, do a little little end around, so to speak, to use a a sports analogy. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there is some uh, sad news that it taken place in the San Diego area yesterday where a uh, shooting at a synagogue uh, took place that left multiple people injured 
including one fatality. Could have been much, much worse, that is for sure, but certainly a very sad situation. And as with any high-profile shooting, uh, there are always those who seek to to demagogue this to try to push gun control. We'll get into a little bit of that, but uh, Mm. uh, we always uh, like to have on a friend of the broadcast, Peter Johnson, when uh, situations such as this occur. Uh, Obviously, we uh, talk about the component of the uh, security aspect of this. Obviously, a a place of worship is typically uh, considered a soft target, and therefore, when people are consumed with their uh, style of worship, they're often not as aware of their surroundings. And it's a cold, hard fact. Uh, This is something that definitely needs to be addressed by a lot of places of worship. So we're honored to welcome to the broadcast uh, Peter Johnson on very short notice. He happens to be joining us from the uh, NRA's annual meeting in Indianapolis, and uh, I know that he's been keeping an eye on this, and we'll get his uh, insights as always. Uh, Peter, I always love chatting with you, my friend, but uh, it's never under the best of circumstances, but nevertheless, we uh, appreciate you joining us today. No, thank you for calling me. Uh, I guess we'll get right to it, the uh, shooting that took place uh, outside of a synagogue. Uh, One thing we always talk about when we have you on the broadcast, Peter, is the fact that uh, what FBI, these are FBI, FBI data that they cite that professional violence or uh, disrupting a shooter in any way, shape, or form typically saves a lot of lives, and that appears to be what happened here, Peter Johnson. Absolutely. So the, the attack in San Diego um, by an individual that we, I think we can agree not to use his name, but right. the individual who attacked the, the synagogue, when you come into the soft target of house worship, a synagogue, a church, you have a lot of people that are generally paying attention to to the service or their worship right and this individual obviously um self-proclaimed uh anti-semi i mean just pretty horrible person from everything that we heard from his uh, manifesto online but his goal was to try to kill as many jews as he could right well when he came in the uh the attack went through and luckily for the synagogue they had a off-duty armed border patrol agent mm-hmm. who was able to return fire, and that's what you alluded to earlier, saying professional violence. He's a well-trained federal law enforcement officer with a, the right to carry, and he, because of his actions, we don't know how many people are now saved because he was able to direct pro- professional violence at this attacker. Yeah, and, and I think that's an important point. You you, you alluded to uh, the manifesto in that uh, I don't think his goal was to just kill one single solitary person, and that's a tragedy in and of itself that just one person loses their lives. But the idea that there was somebody there armed and, and ready to go, uh, I don't think it's up for debate. It definitely saved uh, a lot of lives. Now, do we know if this particular—now, this took place in California, as you could probably attest to, Peter, probably some of the more draconian— uh, gun control laws on the books. From what we understand, this individual was 19 years old, and the type of weapon he had, uh, legally he's not allowed to carry in the state of California. So again, when you have a lot of these politicians, and let's face it, leftist politicians demagoguing gun control, once again, no gun control law apparently would have stopped this individual, Peter Johnson. That's just it. And the, the, the call to do something after a horrific attack, whether it's... Um, the church attack in Texas or any faith-based property where there's violence directed towards them. There's people that will use that opportunity to push more and more draconian gun control. The problem is it simply doesn't work. If criminals and uh, people say it all the time, but if criminals followed laws, we 
we wouldn't need any laws because there mm-hmm. wouldn't be any criminals. Right. But the very nature of this guy's, this individual's hate was he was willing and motivated to kill as many Jews as he could at this synagogue. He didn't care what the laws stated, what he could or couldn't do under California law, which, by the way, is probably, for most leftists, it would be an ideal, ideal standpoint of gun control. So that didn't work. What did work and what the what changes this dramatically from what we saw in the mosque attack in New Zealand mm-hmm. compared to this is someone shot back. Right. And as soon as you have somebody using justifiable deadly force towards an unjust aggressor, the body count simply drops because it's easy for somebody to go in and shoot a lot of unarmed people. It's very hard when they start getting shot back at. So thankfully, there's two heroes that we should really talk about in this story. Obviously, the off-duty Border Patrol agent. Thankfully, um, they took it on themselves to carry their gun when they went to worship, which is there are people who are alive because of that one simple choice that day. Mm-hmm. The other one is the woman who stood in front of the rabbi and took, uh, got shot, and she's the one who passed. Mm. She protected the rabbi from... The, all the initial reports is she stepped in front of the gunfire to protect the rabbi from getting killed. So those are the two people we should talk about because their selfless acts, dramatically different selfless acts, but their selfless acts saved lives. And obviously, Peter, well, we always appreciate you joining us. And this is something that your organization, Archway Defense, uh, or at least uh, uh, colleagues of yours or affiliates, uh, this is something that uh, you offer insider training into uh, to uh, uh, protect against uh, what is a soft target. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So Archway Defense Mission is uh, based on the concept of with training comes peace of mind. So whether that training's for law enforcement, which we do a lot of the active shooter for law enforcement uh, SWAT teams, and we even just train Border Patrol down on the southern border in January. So we have that element of our of our training module, but then we also do faith-based or places of worship security training, uh, public speaking on it, just to bring awareness and to help build a foundation for reasonable security measures within a place of worship. Yeah, this is something that's uh, that's it's very important. I know uh, uh, some churches they'll be you know they'll be posted. They'll they'll issue as as gun free zones. Um, do you know specifically from a legal standpoint, Peter Johnson, are, are churches required uh, to be posted as as gun free zones, or is that up to the discretion of the congregation? Do you know that uh, specific nuance of that? So it it changes from state to state and jurisdiction to sure. jurisdiction. Okay, there's some states that require um, that ban all carry lawful carry of a firearm within a place of house of worship or place of worship okay then there's states that say it's up to like minnesota it's up to the individual uh church or place of worship so if they post um a sign up then they can ban the lawful carry of firearms within their their place of worship so it really differs state to state and then uh jurisdiction to jurisdiction Sure, yeah, and that, that uh, definitely makes perfect sense. Again, we are joined by a friend of the broadcast, Peter Johnson. He of Archway Defense. Check out their fantastic work, archwaydefense.com. Uh, Peter, we only have a, uh, a couple of minutes. Again, we appreciate you joining us on such short notice. Uh, kind of take a little uh, transition. Uh, how goes the uh, NRA annual meeting, and uh, what are some of the more interesting things that have uh, uh, going on these uh, past few days? I mean, we're seeing a lot of headlines about some turmoil atop the, the leadership, but I imagine... 
uh, the folks there on the ground, the grassroots folks like yourself who are interested more in the uh, uh, legalese of the of the gun issue, um, uh, good time being had by all, Peter Johnson? Oh, yeah, it's it's always good. Um, every NRA we go to, it, it moves around the country. Here it's in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, but tens of thousands of NRA members come out to uh, connect, go to seminars. We obviously Trump, um, Trump and Trump Jr. came out to speak to the crowd, which was fantastic. But yeah, there's the politics on the uh, the board of director side. I know that hit the the news, but in all honesty, the the NRA is more than the board of directors or the the very front face of it. It's mm-hmm. five five to six million Americans who are all members who have voting rights and all these other things that they contribute to the direction of the NRA. So I know the talking points on the left, especially for the presidential campaign coming up is we're going to attack the NRA. Well, when they say that in those talking points, what they're actually saying is they want to attack the five to 6 million Americans that choose to belong to the national rifle association. Yeah, that's and they, who they're going after. That's a, that's an excellent point because they think you know they, with the turmoil atop uh, the leader, the NRA leadership, that that uh, would effectively cripple the NRA, and that's just not the case, Peter Johnson. There are several, like you alluded to, several hundred thousand millions really uh, motivated more than ever about their gun rights, particularly because they always seem to be under attack, and it's just the same chanting points anytime a shooting takes place they just regurgitate the same chanting points but as we've talked about here with this synagogue shooting in california none of them are relevant with the draconian gun laws that are in the state correct and we don't have to look we can even look outside the u.s at other countries who have gone down the road that the far far leftist agenda on anti-second amendment wants to go and we've talked about it on your show before when we discussed terrorism. If you look at the Paris attacks mm-hmm. um, that ended at Bataclan Theater, I'd like to know what gun control, which France has severe gun control. I mean, most aggressive gun control by comparison to any jurisdiction in the U.S. How many people were saved because of French gun control laws mm-hmm. at Bataclan Theater? Yeah. And the answer is none. Right. I mean, nobody was saved because of these draconian gun laws that the French people have to abide by, but the terrorists and the evildoers of the world who want to kill as many innocent people as they can, they don't care what the laws are. They'll find a way to attack innocent and the vulnerable. Yeah, and, and again, this is a it's, a it's it's frustrating and even sad, really, that these are some of the issues we have to address in the aftermath of all these shootings when really we should be taking time to, to mourn on behalf of these people and, and look at perhaps the, the bigger issue, which is uh, anti-Semitism seems to be running rampant. I mean, this is on the six-month anniversary of the Tree of Life Synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh, and instead of focusing on what seems to be a ramping up of anti-Semitism, uh, we have to sit there and, and, and refute this continued attack on the Second Amendment. It's, it's, it's angering Peter Johnson. It, it's frustrating because the, and unfortunately, even in Minnesota, we have a couple elected officials that seem to consistently make anti-Semitic remarks, um, whether it's Twitter or in public speaking, and which gives permission to this type of behavior, which mm. gives permission to target a group of people because of their religious beliefs, which the Jewish and the Israeli people, they've been persecuted since forever. Right. And they, they're aware of it. Um, 
the good thing is most of the synagogues that we've worked with and Jewish communities are pretty strong pro second amendment simply for the understanding they understand the threat that's coming to them. But uh, unfortunately the politics continues to push an anti-Jew, anti-Israeli message um, coming from, unfortunately, again, the far left. And how ironic is it that uh, I'm sure one of the uh, Minnesota politicians you alluded to uh, proclaiming that quoting her is inciting violence, and yet this person's anti-Semitism, uh, and then there's a uh, anti-Semitism. You know, I'm not blaming any elected officials for the shooting, but if you're going to use a standard of words incite violence, I don't see how your anti-Semitism is going to uh, help with incidents like we saw in the San Diego synagogue. So I think uh, people should choose their words a little more carefully, Peter Johnson, but that would mean that uh, certain uh, outlets would have to hold them to the same standard, and we just know that's not the case. (laughs) That that won't be happening, unfortunately. Uh, Peter, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the rest of your time in Indiana, and we'll we'll look forward to catching up with you again soon, my friend. Have a great day. As always, thanks for having me. M1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One Another segment coming up on the broadcast in mere moments. Go nowhere. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Americans for Prosperity is getting past the headlines and diving into the details on the policies that affect you. There's a lot of work to be done to make our state a better place to live, work, and raise a family. Americans for Prosperity is committed to providing you with a full story on policies that help improve people's lives. Tune in to Americans for Prosperity Radio every Saturday at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot to learn how you can help remove barriers to opportunity for all Minnesotans. Imagine your increase in sales with your web at the top of search engines getting first crack at millions of potential customers. We know how to make that happen. We're Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest ideas that could dramatically grow your profits. Getting your website at the top of search engines is a process that takes unusual expertise. Our team can help you achieve. In fact, we can put all your digital marketing under one roof give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
budget meetings, young adult ministry meetings, mission and outreach meetings, what carpet should we buy for the office meetings? Twin Cities Pastors, you're invited to the 11th Annual Pastors Appreciation Lunch on Friday, May 17th. This luncheon is a remedy for too many meetings fever and is a healthy break from your overloaded schedule. Plus, it's free thanks to support from the Kingdom Builders. Reserve your seats for this time of fellowship and encouragement at am980themission.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Another segment on the broadcast. And we're here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. It's probably not a good idea to be drinking carbonated beverages while I'm on the air. You'd think I'd learn this after seven plus years of having a radio show, but I keep having to move the microphone like that away so I can... uh, (coughs) You can't teach yeah. an old dog new tricks. I guess not. I guess not. But uh, we'll get we'll get through, no doubt about it. But uh, a sincere appreciation once again to a uh, longtime friend of the broadcast, Peter Johnson, uh, for coming on the show. Like I say, anytime we have Peter on, it's typically in the aftermath of one of these tragedies, and you know, not fun to talk about, to be sure. But you know, Peter is an expert in this area, and his insight is not to be brushed aside. And obviously, there's always political components to this too, because. We have leftists, let's call it what, they're leftists, leftists, gun grabbers looking to demagogue the situation, call for stricter gun control, and it's just, it's you can tell it's regurgitated chanting points, because they don't even stop to look at what laws are already in place in California, and when you say, what laws would you suggest putting in place that would have stopped this? Uh, short of going door-to-door and confiscating guns, which... 300 million firearms in the U.S. ain't going to happen. You're not going to be able to stop evil. I'm sorry. There's just evil in this world. And as long as there's evil in this world, the onus is on us, the law-abiding citizen, to be able to protect ourselves. And when those rights are continually under attack, uh, that, you know, yeah, we're going to fight back. And that's the thing that it's just a vicious cycle as the left comes out and demagogues this. And then, you know, those of us, that are pro-Second Amendment folks come out and, and hit them with facts and saying nothing you will do will stop this. Then they accuse us, accuse us of not caring about dead children. Okay, And in meanwhile, you've got family members and friends who are mourning the loss of loved ones in these shootings. There isn't even time to mourn anymore. So anyways, vicious cycle to be sure. Well, I want to get to some uh, local stuff here real quick. Uh, this just in, Governor Walz's tax plan is regressive. Uh, which is uh, also a word for anti-progressive. My educated listeners already know this, but I'm just kind of having a little jocularity here. This is from the Star Tribune and J. Patrick Kulikin. Uh, The headline, Lowest Income Minnesotans Hit Hardest by Governor Tim Walz's Tax Plan Analysis Shows. Uh, That's not a headline the governor's administration wants to see less than a month to go before the session ends. That's for sure, and they haven't really, you know, and as with every every budget year, it seems like it's always on the brink of a government shutdown because, well, it's been pretty much a divided government in St. Paul with the exception of, uh, I guess this would have been the 2013 budget year when Democrats had complete control, and even then it was chaotic, but I won't rehash that. 
Again, this is from Jay Patrick Kulikin of the Star Tribune. Governor Tim Walz's plan to increase taxes would hit the lowest income Minnesotans the hardest, according to a new state analysis that could frame his push for more money to fund new health infrastructure and school initiatives. Minnesotans on the bottom half of the income ladder would absorb an average 9.9% tax increase, according to the analysis by Waltz's own Department of Revenue. Uh, I need to get a sounder that says, awkward! Uh, The upper half of Minnesotans would pay an additional 5.9%, although the wealthy would wind up paying far more in actual dollars and pick up a much larger share of the total tab than lower-income Minnesotans, according to the report. Uh, this This just flies in the face of every chanting point that the DFL throws at us about how the rich aren't paying their fair share and they're doing all this on the backs of the poor people. And it's the exact opposite here. This tax plan would impact low-income families more than anyone, but yet you're still managing to ding the wealthy for more money. (coughs) I digress. The overall state and local tax burden for Minnesotans would rise from 11.63% of income to 12.39%, or about $0.75 for every $100 earned, or $750 on $100,000 in income. The analysis added fresh fuel to an already raging debate over taxes and state government spending, with Republicans unveiling a new tax plan Wednesday that would cut taxes for many Minnesotans while eliminating some business deductions. The tax study also comes as the nation's only divided legislature enters the final weeks of its session with a May 20th deadline to break a deadlock and agree on two-year budgets for schools, health and social programs, parks, courts, and other services. Uh, Tim, The Waltz administration reacted swiftly to the revenue report, pointing out that lower-income Minnesotans would benefit most from his agenda of higher spending on schools, health care, and roads. So basically, you're taking more from them to, to give back from them. Well, okay, If by definition, if you're increasing taxes to pay for a lot of these social programs, shouldn't we all be benefiting from them? Because we're all Minnesotans? Uh, Here's a quote from uh, a Walt spokesman, Teddy Shan. Minnesotans agree that every child deserves a high-quality education, that we need to lower the cost of health care. Wait a minute, I thought Minsure was supposed to do that. Huh, okay. Uh, And that we need to fix our crumbling roads and bridges. Oh, a note about that. Uh, Go back three years ago where it was the uh, Republicans in the House passed a, this was 2016, so three years ago, the Republicans had the majority in the House, but were in the minority in the Senate. And in the House, they passed an omnibus bill, or excuse me, a a bonding bill, which had, which earmarked several uh, tens of millions, I think it was upwards of about $180 million for specific infrastructure projects, roads and bridges. And then it was killed at the last minute because the Democrat senators with about a couple minutes, literally two minutes before midnight, before the session was going to end, they wanted to slap on funding for light rail. And they flat out said, this this bill doesn't doesn't get approved by the Senate unless there's light rail funding. Okay? And so that basically killed the whole entire bonding bill, so therefore none of these infrastructure projects got passed. Okay? And like I say, I think it was close to $200 million in infrastructure projects. I, I remember writing about this. Uh, yeah, well... 
I got it up right here. There was a, uh, uh, yeah, the Minnesota House, they passed a bonding bill with, oh my gosh, I underestimated, $696 million in fundings for roads and bridges, and it were, or roads and bridges, and it was on a bipartisan vote. But the, C- the Senate DFL majority, they uh, failed to pass the bonding bill uh, because they wanted to throw on Southwest Light Rail on top of it. Okay? So, I mean, there's several projects that, in a sense, went unfunded because of this. Okay? And so now we've got a billion-dollar surplus. The last revenue forecast had over a billion-dollar surplus. And Democrats think, well, look at this. We raised all these taxes, and look at all these surpluses we're getting. Let's raise more taxes. I mean, this is the classic leftist mentality. When is it good news that you take more from Minnesotans than is required? How 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 is that good news? I mean, it's yeah, it's good news that we're able to meet all our obligations, but the fact you took a billion dollars more, and what's what's the what's the common chanting point of pretty much any uh, any campaign, Republican or Democrats? You know, we want to do our best for hardworking Minnesotans. Well, I'm sorry, taking more money than is required from these hardworking Minnesotans that you claim to represent is not a good is not a good thing, and yet all you want to do is increase taxes. Like the gas tax, 70% increase on the gas tax. That is one of the most regressive taxes in the state of Minnesota. And yet, all, and then when it's pushed back upon, it's like, well, I guess you don't care about our crumbling infrastructure. You know? So uh, this is not, this is going to be a rather contentious, let's see, if today is April 28th, so there's barely over three weeks remaining in the session if it ends May 20th. Okay? So just a little more than 21 days from now because it ends at, at, at midnight. You know, Sunday night, uh, May 19th at 11.59 p.m. So, yeah, min- so midnight. So uh, I don't see how we are – it sure doesn't look good as far as getting a budget passed. And when you have, again, divided legislature and a DFL governor, um, yeah, this this is, this is going to get ugly down the stretch. But, um, you know, this is why they uh, – Work these uh, late, late nights at the uh, legislature the last few weeks. Um, I don't know. I, I try to be an, I, I try to be efficient. I, I think working in the business world, you try to be efficient and you try to make the bet, put in the best use of your time. But uh, that's not that's definitely not what's happening here. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming up with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Experts warn of a stock market crash any day now, and you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings again. But you don't have to lose a penny. There's a better, safer way to save for retirement, and you can learn about it in a free report. This method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. 
If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800 708 3091 fully available everywhere. All of these are direct attacks on our First Amendment rights. It's time for conservative America to wake up. You have a choice. You can fight back with veteran-led PatriotMobile.com, America's only conservative cell phone company. Every phone call protects your constitutional rights. Every bill that you pay fights for your freedom. Get the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have and know that your hard-earned money is supporting conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation, PragerU, and Alliance Defending Freedom. With plans starting as low as $25 a month, why wait? Call 1-800-A-PATRIOT, use the word HUE, or visit patriotmobile.com forward slash HUE to waive your activation fee. We will not be silent. Join me and thousands of Americans. Switch to Patriot Mobile today and let freedom ring. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. No matter what you are, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also uh, react via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And if you are a member of the Patriot Fan Club, you already know our April Book of the Month is a book entitled Marlon Bundo's A Day in the Nation's Capital. Now, this is a story about the, uh, I guess it's the uh, BOTUS, that's an acronym for Bunny of the United States. See what they did there? B-O-T-U-S? It captured the hearts of families all over America when he took young readers on a typical day in the life of his grandpa, the vice president, in Marlon Bundo's Day in the Life of the Vice President. Well, now the follow-up to that is a book entitled Marlon Bundo's A Day in the Nation's Capital. And again, that's our April book of the month. And if you'd like a copy of this, hey, give us a call, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. I'm going to make you work for this one, though, okay? I'm going to ah, I'll work a little bit. It's not, you're not, it's not exactly hard work, but you have to answer a trivia question, okay? We just alluded to the fact that this is uh, the uh, official pet of the uh, vice president's family. So Vice President Mike Pence, of which state was he governor before he assumed his role, current role as Vice President of the United States. Come on! Okay, folks, you can use Google if you want. I'm not going to be monitoring you if you're cheating or whatever. 
of what state was Mike Pence governor before he assumed the role of vice president? If you can answer that, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Give us the answer, and if it's the correct answer, you win the book, Marlon Bundos, A Day in the Nation's Capital. And at this time, we are honored to be joined by the author of this book, the the daughter of Vice President Mike Pence, that's Charlotte Pence, and it was also illustrated by Charlotte's mother, Karen Pence. Uh, fascinating book. Again, it's the second in the installment of the Marlon Bundo series. Uh, Charlotte Pence, an honor to have you on the broadcast today. How are you, dude? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, again, I kind of gave a little bit uh, insight. Uh, Marlon Bundo, is that the is is that correct? The name of the official pet of the uh, vice president's family, your family, Charlotte Pence. <laughs> yes, he is. He um, he's one of a couple pets uh, my parents have, but he was actually um, he was my pet in college, and so um, then when we moved to DC, it kind of became. Um, a funny story in the media, I guess, that we had a bunny. So I started a little Instagram page for him, and that's kind of where the books came from. Now, I guess what was uh, what was kind of the inspiration for uh, for this book series? Obviously, you know, this is for youngsters to read and indulge in and enjoy. But uh, how did this uh, inspiration idea come about that this could uh, morph into a children's book? Because obviously, it's been uh, very popular, Charlotte Pence. Yeah, you know, it kind of came from um, just me running the Instagram page, and my mom and I started talking about um, just doing a book together, and um, that's really where it came from. Um, You know, she's a great illustrator and artist, and so um, when we started talking about it, it just became kind of um, an idea to do a book, and then we wanted to make it educational, so we thought to make one about the vice president's role since a lot of people don't really know official duties of the vice president. And that was the first book. And then this one kind of teaches kids about um, the values of America and um, you know, what our nation was really founded on by taking a little tour around Washington, DC. Now, obviously uh, any, uh, any family president and vice president, uh, people are always intrigued by kind of the personal side. I mean, these are folks that we see, they have very serious jobs, but you know, nevertheless, we as American citizens always uh, interested in in some of the uh, some of the personal side. Uh, did you personally, Charlotte, ever have an opportunity to maybe read up on the pets of uh, past presidents and vice presidents and get an idea of uh, uh, how they promoted them, so to speak? Um, a little bit. Um, I know that a lot of past um, presidents have had pets, um, and we're I mean we're just a really big pet family, and we always have been, honestly. So it was kind of just a no-brainer to bring a lot of our pets with us. My parents um, got a puppy and a kitten last year that um, now they have here. So, um, yeah, so it's just been really fun. I think that it, it makes it, um, it makes your, your house a little bit more of a home. Now, has a, now I, looking at this book, you know, you talk about how the uh, uh, rabbit a day in the uh, nation's capital. Uh, do you get, ever get questions from youngsters asking, you know, do you really take the bunny to like the Lincoln Memorial or the Jefferson Memorial? <laughs> do you ever get those kind of questions, Charlotte? Yeah, we have. Um, and actually, uh, it's kind of a funny story. When my mom and I um, started uh, writing this book and I w- was writing it and she was starting to figure out what the illustrations would be, we actually took a little stuffed uh, Marlon Bundo bunny around with us oh, to the cool. different monuments and memorials in D.C. to kind of stage the pictures. So now we have all these pictures um, of just a little stuffed bunny, like, at the Supreme Court, but he didn't go inside or anything. But um, we did kind of do that to help her illustrate. Now, uh, what was your expectation going into this uh, particular series as you pen these books? Now, obviously, you, you yourself, you've authored 
other books, particularly uh, one in particular, uh, talking about the lessons that your your father, Vice President Mike Pence, of course, had had taught you. Very serious, mm-hmm. insightful book, and one that you've been interviewed about. But so, what kind of expectation did you have for these children's book of what kind of success uh, they would be, and have they exceeded your expectation, Charlotte Pence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think my mom and I really just went into it just wanting to have fun. Um, and it was something that we wanted to do together. And so uh, actually, the first book was um, we started working on right when I had moved to L.A. And so I was kind of across the country and far away from my family. And so it just became like a fun project for us to do. And then the book tours and the interviews have just really been fun so far, um, just being able to do it together. And um we're also giving a portion of the proceeds, each of us, to different charities. Um, so she's giving to art therapy charities, and I've been giving to A21, which is um, an anti-human trafficking organization. And so that was also an outcome that we were really happy with, that we were able to um, provide support and just um, awareness to both of those causes. Now, obviously, since this has uh, you know, garnered a lot of attention, as I, as I alluded to, certainly the president and vice president and anything their families do, it's going to garner a lot of attention. That's certainly an advantage you have. So as a result, you're using this to uh, fund, as you mentioned, some very worthwhile causes. Uh, what's in store for the uh, for the future? Any more in the Marlin Bundle series? Maybe branch it out to some other pets, Charlotte? Uh, what, uh, what kind of plans for the future there? Yeah, actually, um, we are planning um, to do another book. Actually, it comes out in October, and it's a Christmas book. So um, in the book, Marlin... Um, he learns a little bit about the Christmas story, and he um, it's called Marlon Bundo's Best Christmas Ever, and it takes place at the Naval Observatory um, where he lives here in Washington, D.C. So um, that one will come out in October. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're really um, excited to work on future projects, definitely. Now, you know, we don't want to give, we don't want to garner too much attention to to the detractors, but I am kind of curious to your reaction. Obviously, the, the first installment of this book was kind of, kind of skewered by some, again, some late night comedians who we don't want to get any, give any publicity to. Uh, how, how do you react to something like that? I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of slings and arrows that have been thrown at your family, you know, because they are in the, the spotlight. I guess that comes with it. But uh, how did, how did you take to that? I mean, me personally, I look at something as like, is nothing sacred as a children's book for crying out loud. You can't leave well enough alone, but how did you personally take to some of that, Charlotte? Yeah, you know, we were definitely surprised. Um, we, we had no idea um, until that day that um, our book was published that he had done that. But, um, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of welcomed it. I mean, it's, it's a imitation book. And so, um, you know, I just like to say the imitation is a form of flattery and, um, you know, I do think that he was also giving to charitable causes. And so um, we just kind of took it in stride. And it is something that when you're in the public eye and in the political family, um, you have to be okay, I think, with taking criticism, just because sure. that's how, you know, the American system works. And that's, that's a good thing. So um, we just kind of went with it and, um, you know, still had fun. Yeah, I'm certainly no legal beagle, but if they take the actual character for their for their own benefit, I don't know if uh, there's any copyright issues. I don't know if you've been broached about that. I mean, again, I'm certainly no great legal mind, but was that something that was uh, that maybe was brought to your attention, or did you just kind of let it slide, move on with life as you as you want to do, Charlotte? 
Yeah, you know, I think we just kind of moved on. Um, we do have uh, Marlin, you know, trademarks and everything now. So, um, but we, we just, you know, we moved on from it and, um, you know, life goes on. So it's no big deal. And again, as you alluded to, sounds like Marlin's life is going to go on as well with a book coming out uh, later this fall. Yeah. We'll definitely uh, look forward to that. And uh, also, uh, just kind of as an aside, we do want to congratulate uh, Vincent from St. Paul. He is the winner of the book. Uh, Marlon Bundo, a day in the nation's capital. I'm assuming he uh, guessed the uh, the trivia question correctly, or he knew it offhand. Uh, but regardless, uh, he well, got the well you know Vincent. He likes to say a couple things first, and then he'll give you the answer. But Vincent's always great. He's a frequent contributor to the program. He's well, great. congratulations, Vincent. Uh, we appreciate the call and appreciate the support. Uh, Charlie, we only have a couple minutes uh, to go again. We appreciate uh, uh, your time today. I guess uh, any uh, any uh, final thoughts that uh, you want to share with us? Uh, again, another book coming up later this fall. Um, anything else that you have planned personally for other books? Obviously, uh, you wrote one about uh, some of the lessons that your dad uh, taught you growing up. Very, uh, very poignant read. Anything uh, in that uh, specific genre that you might uh, delve into in the future? You seem to be a very prolific author for such a young lady, Charlotte Pence. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that book uh, I wrote about my family is called Where You Go, um, and uh, I am hoping to to write more books like that in the future. And so um, I think for this one, though, especially um, the Marlins Day in the Nation's Capital, um, it's just a great book for families if you're headed to D.C. for the summer um, or if you want to go to D.C. in the future, if you want to teach your kids about um, just American values. I think that uh, it's just a really fun book to be able to kind of see through Marlins' eyes some of these um, these freedoms that we really hold dear. Absolutely, and 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 I, I'm glad you brought that up because I've I've uh, seen interviews that uh, you have done, and you've mentioned this before, and it's something I think your father said in the aftermath of when he attended uh, the uh, uh, the I think it was the the Broadway show Hamilton. I, I don't know if he was, but he actually saw it in person, and there were people that called him out from stage and uh, comment that I think should resonate to all of us who love freedom. And he basically said something along the lines of this is what freedom looks like. It's not going to be fun to take the slings and arrows, Mm -hmm. so to speak, the criticism, but this is what freedom is all about. A very, very, uh, uh, educational, very classy statement on behalf of your father. And I personally think that he takes a lot of this criticism unfairly, but, uh, kudos to your family, Mm -hmm. Charlotte, and all sincerity of the way you're able to stand up and just maintain that dignity. Uh, it's not easy, but you managed to do it, so uh, kudos to your family for that, definitely. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I actually do talk about the Hamilton play um, in the other book I wrote, Where You Go. Um, I was actually with him that night, so that oh, was okay. definitely um, Yeah, so that, that idea about freedom is in this book as well, and um, yeah, it's just something I think is really important. Well, again, Charlotte Pence, we appreciate your time. Again, the uh, April book of the month here if you're a member of the Patriot Fan Club entitled Marlon Bundo's A Day in the Nation's Capital, Written by Charlotte Pence and illustrated by her mother, Karen Pence. Uh, Charlotte, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Best of luck to you in in the future for your uh, uh, writing career. And uh, we'll look forward to the uh, next installment in the Marlon Bundle series. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM1280 The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. 
Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. Hey, this is Rob Spirell, CEO of Bosley. Our solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. With one text, we'll show you, for free, how great your hair could look. Get your absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off by texting SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports, there's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments. And now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, with one final segment this hour. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. And again, we appreciate, uh, for, uh, I guess she would be, I guess she'd be second daughter because her mother is second lady and, and her dad's vice president. So would that make her second daughter? Whatever. Charlotte Pence, we appreciate her time joining us on the broadcast today. And if you would like an opportunity to get to obtain a book of the month, just go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club, join today, and you too can get a copy 
of the uh, Book of the Month. Obviously, April is almost gone, but we'll have a brand new Book of the Month for May. We'll find out what it is this week, and we'll definitely be promoting it next month and uh, hopefully have the author on the broadcast as well. So uh, I think uh, I'm trying to think of the most famous people I've talked to on this broadcast. Uh, Mitch and I had the opportunity about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, to talk to Michael Reagan, of course, the son of uh, former President Ronald Reagan. Uh, so Charlotte Pence ranks, and for me personally, in my top 10 of most famous guests I've had on the broadcast. Uh, I mean, Vice President's daughter. I mean, that's that's big time, you know, and yet she's a very, very kind, sweet, humble young lady, which, given it who her parents are, that's what you would expect, certainly, and uh, is very dignified in, uh, you know, the criticism her family receives, and sounds like Dad taught her well. So uh, uh, kudos to uh, young Miss Pence for coming on the broadcast today and um, just for living an exemplary, exemplary life in general, at least in the spotlight, because uh, I can't imagine that'd be easy. So I uh, do want to get to... Um, uh, an, an incredible experience I had yesterday. I had the opportunity to participate in Pat's Run. It is an it is a four point two mile run in honor of the late Pat Tillman, who passed away fifteen years ago this past week in Afghanistan. Now, for those of you who know Pat Tillman or know the name of Pat Tillman, you know that he left behind literally a multi million dollar free agent contract after the two thousand one season to join the global war on terror. And, of course, this was in response to the 2001 terrorist attacks. As a matter of fact, the sound clip I'm about to play, it starts off with an excerpt from an interview with Pat Tillman, and then his widow, Marie Tillman, is also interviewed talking about the Pat Tillman Foundation and the inspiration for getting it started. This interview with Pat Tillman, the soundbite you hear, it's from an interview done literally the day after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Okay? So, uh, Jason, if we have that audio ready, we'll play that real quick. Here we go. You know, my, my great-grandfather was at Pearl Harbor, and a lot of my family has given up, you know, have, has gone and fought in wars, and, and I really haven't done a damn thing um, as far as laying myself on the line like that, and so I have a great deal of respect for those that have and what the flag stands for. You know, Pat was, was one of those people who had that internal drive. He was very passionate about the things that he did and was the type of person who, who didn't stop. When he was focused on accomplishing something, he was sort of laser focused. We see that with our scholars as well, that there's that determination and passion. All of our scholars have a huge opportunity to have an impact in their chosen fields and collectively, we see them as a force. They're going to go out there in the world and have a huge impact in all these different areas, and there's going to be this ripple effect. Okay, so there it is, uh, Pat Tillman. Again, that, that was an excerpt from an interview he gave at the day after 9-11. He played the rest of the 2001 NFL season and then decided to walk away and join the armed forces, and he had family members trying to dissuade him from that. But he was determined, and as you heard from his widow, once he decided to do something and was determined to do something, he was going to see it through. And this is, and again, I'm not meaning to place Pat Tillman above all other veterans who have put themselves on the line for our freedoms. Absolutely not. But this is something that his family has created in his honor, the Pat Tillman Foundation. Go to pattillmanfoundation.org to find out more about their organization, but basically their mission is to unite and empower remarkable military veterans and spouses as the next generation of public and private sector leaders committed to service 
beyond self. And by the numbers, they've there's over 580 Tillman scholars in the network. They've given away $1,600 million in academic support to date. And there's a hundred plus universities that have been attended by these different scholars. So uh, Pat Tillman left behind a legacy. And that was really his biggest concern because if you listen to him, if you ever find the whole interview, I definitely encourage you to look that up. His entire interview he gave the day after 9-11-2001, where he talked about, I can't very well live this great life of being an NFL star, making all this money, and other people are dying for my freedom to do all this. I don't feel right about that. I have to do something. And you heard him. He says, I haven't done it. I haven't done a thing. My great-grandfather served in Pearl Harbor. I've had other family members lay their lives on the line. And in his mind, he felt like he hadn't done enough. And so he went over in Afghanistan and unfortunately lost his life. And it was later ascertained he was killed by friendly fire. Now, that was another situation altogether that was very unfortunate in that the Army covered it up. And he was. they just said, well, he was killed in action. Well, in, a, in actuality, he was killed by friendly fire. And they didn't need to lie about that. Why they did, I don't know. And again, that's another story for another day. But the point is, is that what he represented was like, I want to leave behind a legacy. Did he leave behind a legacy? Yeah, I'd say so. Go to pattillmanfoundation.org and find out about it. So some years ago, they started Pat's run in Arizona, which, of course, where he played his college and professional football. And they decided to do Pat's Run to raise money for the Tillman Foundation. It started in Tempe, Arizona, and then it expanded to several other cities. And I remember watching his story on NFL Network. You know, they have his documentary series of football life. And Pat Tillman's life was featured on there one time. And they do, you know, Pat's Run in different satellite cities. I'm like, if if one ever comes to Minneapolis, I'm doing it. Well, yesterday it came to Minneapolis, and it was a 4.2-mile run in honor of his college jersey number, 42. So it was 4.2 miles, and uh, I was honored to run in it. And I remember the first mile absolutely kicked my butt because I was running into the wind and the resistance I got, it was, oh, it was brutal. But all I could think of is Pat Tillman. And I said, you know what? If I just get through this first mile, it's gravy from here on out. Okay. What Pat Tillman did far outweighs anything that I I have ever done. I'm going to complete this run. And I'm honored to do it in honor of Pat Tillman and uh, threw in some money for the cause. So, again, commemorating the 15th anniversary of Pat Tillman's death uh, from this past week, uh, April 2004, when he lost his life in Afghanistan. Folks, that's hour number one. Hour number two coming back in mere moments right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, 
we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-11 to 88988. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your back. Yard. Well, I can't use my tube because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now, eh? No. Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by their truckload, so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Randy from Arby's here. You know, we give your computer problems the boot, but did you know we service business office computers and servers at your location? Arby's can also set up business networks and firewalls to protect your equipment at your business. We'll even move data and accounts for you. We'll focus on the technology so you can concentrate on your business. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.